That's on the nose. That is on the nose. Uh, or you can say on the tip. <laughs> All right. The well, I guess not uh... there on the nose. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello, good evening. Good day to you. Welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, where we discuss random topics. Then we have an unrehearsed conversation about that topic and provide a quality review. My name is Mike Hodgins. I'm one of your three hosts on this show, along with Mr. Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Hi, Michael. Thank you for the warm introduction. The warm, flat... In- I do the. I like to do the flat introduction. You do the cold read. You're the cold read guy. You're the and Saturday morning of course, weather. The 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 uh, the one and only... We're all one and only. Have I done a identical twin slam at least recently? No, you should say like <laughs> the one that's a lot homogenous and a lot like of other people in the world. There you go. No, no, Crofton's his own person. He's unique. Crofton steers everybody. Crofton. Oh my God, what a voyage to get there. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's me, Crofton. Unique. Unique. Also, like you to mention, he's wearing a super-powered tiara on today's episode. For the I, audio I'm listeners. I'm wearing... I'm wearing a Wonder Woman tiara, which teaches you that, yes, there is value added from our video version. So if you want to... Very small. Yeah, <laughs> small value. Any of that, like, UN, when the UN made Wonder Woman their, like, mascot for women's, like... Did you hear any of this? Oh, no. I did. I, but I, I was like... It didn't end well, heard, right? Or no? It was just like, we're like, women's rights worldwide. They're like, let's make Wonder Woman... The, the symbol of like, I was just like, what a stupid fucking idea that was. This is like a super sexist like portrayal of. And it was just like, anyways, they had to take it down because they had so much backlash. People were like, oh yeah, maybe this was an insensitive and bad idea. But uh, anyways, it did not last long. Well, she is the lasso of truth. Truth lasso, lasso. What is it? Cowboys use lasso. News, but it's a lasso. It's a la- you, you L-A-S-S-O? Lasso? Lasso. 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 So what does she use her lasso of truth to pull someone onto a waterboard or something and then get the truth? <laughs> <laughs> they cannot lie when it surrounds them. If if she threw it on, on Donald Trump, like, I don't know, he would just be like, uh, and then, then, uh, then ask. Russia's coming question. for all of you. Get your guns. They're on their way yeah. and I opened the door. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I'm is, the best. <laughs> The the problem with her with her thing is as George Costanza pointed out, it's not a lie if you believe it. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. And that's the truth of it. It's the genius of George. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of lies that you believe, I was involved in some self deception this week, and I kind of we we kind of talked about it a bit offline because I had an anxiety attack this week or last week rather. We didn't have a show. We didn't record a show last week. I think we intended to push it off, but it was the night we would have normally recorded that uh, I had an anxiety attack. And I want to talk about it a little bit before we get started in the show, because holy shit, it's not what I thought it was. Like, anxiety is real. <laughs> and Well, and... I think you should describe it, because okay. um, when, when, you, cause when you say that, and the funny thing is, like, I've suffered in my life from, say, social anxiety. That's much different than what well, well, all Like, all humans, because we all have fight-or-flight systems, which is what it's tied into. We all feel stress. We all feel panic. We all can feel, 
I think I've even felt in my life where I've had uh, maybe it um, felt like my heart was pumping a lot or I had some muscle pain. You know, just, I'm really stressed. It's really getting to me. Maybe, you know, it was a day I didn't eat too well. So, you know, every time you tell someone you had a panic attack, everyone's like, hey, buddy, I know about panic attacks. I got four kids over here I'm trying to feed. You think you're special? You know, like, I don't know why I chose that voice to do it in, but that's kind of, you kind of get that reaction. Actually, I said, told somebody I had an anxiety attack, and someone's like, well, look in my world. I have 27 different anxiety attacks a day. And I was like, not talking to you about this anymore because clearly, you, you know, and the point is about this anxiety attack because you asked me to describe it, Mike. It's that I physically basically simulated a heart attack, I guess. My, I don't know what the medical description was of it, but I had a lot of the symptoms you, associated just say, with you it. You had pain like, in your chest? You felt no, just No, because that wasn't – the pain in my chest wasn't the most impactful thing uh, from, from, from the thing I would remember. What actually happened was that my body started burning up. Like I actually had heat. Like a really strong heat in my shoulders and my head and my neck. I did have the pain in my chest and difficulty breathing, but I had the taste of iron. Like it's a taste I've never tasted before in my throat that was just overpowering. And like I, my vision was blurred and, and everything else. And, you know, I called 911 immediately and talked to the person on the phone until the ambulance people arrived. But it was eye opening. I didn't know that that could happen. I thought when people said I have anxiety attacks, it's just they were really stressed. It just means they were thinking a lot and maybe their body hurt. But but the it was f- like it, it was very similar to what you would imagine a heart attack would feel like. Though. Well, so, so I already maybe. went to the emergency room Monday last week because I thought I had chest problems and they did EKG, blood test, lung x-ray. No problem, sir. You're healthy. We don't know what's going on. And I swear to you, I thought I had chest pains. And then so Thursday, four days later, I call the ambulance. And they spent 30 minutes basically talking me down, like asking me questions to get my mind off things until I calmed down and they said, uh, so how do you feel? And I was like, I'm okay. Like that is so weird to go from feeling the worst thing pain I've ever felt in my life to feeling fine. It's insane. And and I said, uh, you know, I've been ha- I told them I've been like concerned because I have this pain in my chest, like maybe that's what's causing you know like there's something going on there right like there's got to be and and i thought i was having a heart attack when it happened and they said well that is what a heart attack feels like it's as close as you're going to get to experiencing it hopefully you never have a heart attack but that's what it is and i was like fuck (laughs) so i just like psyched myself into it so since then i've been doing nothing but indulging in every single bad habit i have without care like it's healthy for me. Like I have a cigarette and it's it's like vegetables. It's got vitamin T in it for muscle building tobacco and nicotine. And I've been eating whatever the hell I want. And you know what? I feel fine. No chest pains. No nothing. Mike, you're muted, by the way. You're muted. I can't. Um. So am my, I my advice was like, go see a, a doctor. And I like how if you went to see a doctor, like, well, doc, you know what? Since been, I've been smoking more. I've been drink, I've been I haven't drank alcohol in a while, but I'm back on the booze. I've been eating only <laughs> I <don't> poutine, drink booze. <laughs> and I feel great. And they're gonna be like, yeah, 
You probably yeah, just but, all of but those we, things. We just ran those tests that said you weren't going to have a heart attack. Again, it's only been a week, and now it says you most definitely <laughs> are going to have a heart attack. So, well, I'm glad your anxiety is low, though. Yeah, so you're pushing you, yourself towards real heart attack. <laughs> would, you, would you have characterized your state of mind prior to this as somebody who is stressed and anxious, or was this like a surprise? No. You know I, no, yeah. I would have told you this whole week leading up to it, something's wrong with me and I'm concerned about it. But, and I'm, you know, I'm, I got to continue working. I don't get paid days off where I'm at right now. So I will find time when I can. I've got a lot of projects on the go. And, but in the meantime, it was like bothering me on some level that I had this unexplained chest pain. It was bugging my brain, but I wouldn't have told you that my concern over it would get so, like the day of, I wouldn't have said, I, I'm worried because it feels weird, but, but, I'm not stressed, so I don't know. Yeah, because you didn't don't strike me as somebody with a lot of anxiety normally. I wouldn't have thought that anyway. So like that's why it's su- surprising. Right. So for you Surprised to then be like, too. oh yeah, it was an anxiety, you know, an, an anxiety attack makes me wonder if like somebody who's generally a not anxious person could all of a sudden like could I'm fairly not stressed. Could I like wake up tomorrow and have one of these, you know, one of these attacks, or is it is it like a so it, it's kind of like it's kind of like a misfire. Thing. Like if you're if you're in a state of anxiety for a heightened period, so you have increased blood f- flow, your heart rate is higher. There's a chance it just misfires. Like your body, your brain tells it to calm to your fight or flight to calm down or to activate and give you adrenaline, depending on the situation, right? So if you're keeping it yourself in that heightened state, there's a chance you can like over energize i guess like it doesn't trigger calming back down it just goes into hyper state where you burn you burn your whole way through it and burning that much of your body's resources is what causes the similar condition as to you're not getting enough oxygen or blood to your heart so you're suffocating that's that's what a heart attack is and so it's scary i suppose if there's one positive this is that you're you know more you're not you didn't know what it feels like now and i know the consequences of not chilling the fuck out. <laughs> so if you're someone hearing this and you feel like it's uh, similar symptoms or something, go talk to somebody. I will be seeing someone about this. I managed to self-manage it, but a lot of it happened outside of my control. So I'm just not worrying about it to not cause myself any more episodes, but it is something that's on my agenda. So Okay, I'm glad to hear that because yeah. I was going to be like, you still should go talk to your doctor. Yeah, no, for sure. Just to I see, to you know, tests. don't ignore these things. doesn't mean there isn't there, but I can't let my, if I can't do something about it in this minute, I'm not thinking about it or yeah. pressuring myself. And in that fact, we're talking about it here, but I've put a ban on talking about medical related stuff. So if something feels bad... Just pretend it's not there. I basically if, live like an Edwardian or something, or Victorian. Right. And yeah. if we waste for a conversation people. to follow, you fall on the floor in pain. We will not call nine one one. We'll say exactly, folks. He's gonna no. he's gonna be fine. Just call them. Just don't talk to me about it. Tell me you're calling um, Krusty the Clown. Because I'll be oh, like, well, who, why are you calling Krusty the Clown? You're screwing with me, and that'll calm me down. Actually, so I see. All right. Thank you for Maybe indulging a me. A random topic will calm me down. Get us on a different topic. Oh, okay. I see you didn't like that topic, huh? What? You're making me stressed because you were like, I don't like this topic. Let's move on. Is oh, somebody no, running okay. the random topic generator <laughs> or am I just sitting in awkward silence right now? No, it was awkward silence. All right. Right. Started on. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
I didn't think that silence was awkward, Crofton. <laughs> I think it was a confused silence. Uh, Fair enough. No, it was awkward. <laughs> um, it's not awkward. The topic today uh, is Americanized international cuisine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I get this. Now, Americanized is, is I think, like, when we were throwing this in the hopper, it was like a generalized term to say, like, you know, you go to to restaurants for for uh, you know different cuisines to be Italian, Vietnamese, Chinese, and all this. And there's a there's a high um, value placed on authenticity. So you know, I went, I had authentic Chinese, or I had you know uh, the the most authentic Italian you can get in this city, or whatever. Meanwhile, there's this whole sister set of cuisine that that sort of spun off of this. It's not authentic, but it's more like the American or North American style of these of these um, these these, uh, for lack of a better term, ethnic foods or like foods from outside. Well, it's of funny because it, it, it for sure Chinese food is the one where they've just given up the 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 pretense because a lot of the Chinese food restaurants I go to have like two set sections of the menu. One which will say. American Chinese food, and one which will say like I don't even Szechuan know what food or something. I don't even know what the <laughs> other side says. I never look at it. <laughs> you go I know it's there, the but I'm like, where it's like, well, it looks some like kind a lot of, of meat text. battered and deep fried, slobbed <laughs> in corn syrup with food coloring in it. Looks it. like a lot of text in there. I don't understand. I don't want to read this. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you have yeah, you ordered so, from uh, the authentic that side? That one's a prime example because you always hear it's like, yeah, Chinese food. It's like, oh. You go to China and you're like, oh, I don't know what I've eaten all this other time, but that's not what they eat in China. I've not been to China, so I can't really speak to it. But but see, one one of the things is like I, I get back to that that issue with people valuing authentic, you know, cuisines. And I'm not saying that, that that's a bad thing, but like I, I, I find there's a, a big subset of the population that will like poo-poo, if you will, um, it cuisine that's more sort of Americanized and yes Chinese is definitely one but my brother often makes the point to me um, and like both he and I have been you know been to Italy and 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 other places in Europe uh, when talking about pizza he will make the point that the best pizzas he's ever had are either in Canada or the United States and um and I am – I'm sort of – I'm in agreement with that. Now, bear in mind, we've had way more pizzas from that region. But the the authentic type of pizza, you know, is generally sort of like a thin – you know, a thin crust European style pizza where like there's like – you know, Chicago has the deep dish obviously. But like just the Domino's Pizza Hut type of thicker crust doughy pizza is more of sort of a North American style and that's honestly the type that, that we like better partially maybe because we're raised with it but also like I've always felt like I could make the pizza from from Italy like in five minutes in my kitchen uh, you know it's a it's a very light I just want like, to when you say you could, you mean someone could. Yeah, yeah, Jesse. Yeah, not, not you. Yeah, no, <laughs> just no, so not me. Just yeah, Jesse could but, make. It but like you know, put put uh, put a few ingredients on like a pita or something. Boom, you pretty much are the similar thing. Now I'm being very derogatory in, in in representing it, but I find authentic cuisine like that already has a heightened reputation. So I don't mind, you know, shitting on it. I actually really like 
and this is a total, this is one of these opinion topics, like really big opinion topic where, where I really am partial to the Americanized greasy versions of a lot of these foods as opposed to the authentic original versions. Where do you guys land? Well, it's um, funny that when you were go- going on about that, I, I feel like I'm like, I already know everything I'm going to say about this topic. And I'm like, I can almost give my verdict right now. Not quite, but, but basically when, so it's just like like I think of food like the tapestry of food around the world is sort of like language or culture for that matter whereas it's in constant flux it's malleable it changes and it's influenced by things and food is to me that's the same so it's like it's like it's like to say something like oh Americanized pizza that's not real pizza real pizza is Italian it's kind of like that's nonsense it's sort of like there was a food that existed in some place. Someone else had tried it, tasted it someplace, and was like, oh, you know, I'd like a little bit of this. You know, that kind of flair of cooking, people who are, who are good at cooking and understand flavors, and then they bring something new into it. I mean, you know, and these days it's almost like, you, you, always, you know, you hear things like fusion, Asian fusion restaurants where they, they're trying to, they're like fancy restaurants that try to fuse like two types of, of cuisine together, but that's really all Americanized international cuisine kind of is, where it's like there's something, uh, you know, some kind of European food or Asian food, and then the American slant on it is just one that's colored by a different culture and different tastes, but it, it still creates a new a new type of food. Like you eat, you know, American Chinese food. Yeah, sure, it's different than Chinese food. It's also different than a hot dog and french fries, uh, and it doesn't mean it's better or worse. It's different. And anyways, that's like... I don't yeah, go on. I know I I get okay I get that and I get like having more of something is better and I get the evolution of things but what is the evolution of like authentic ethnic cuisine or what like to americanized cuisine like like and, and it's almost like there are certain things that you can say for sure and one of those things is generally the americanized canadianized version uh, is going to be less healthy because they're gonna they're gonna be like oh let's look at this oh let's add a bunch of sugar or a bunch of dough or a bunch of whatever let's deep fry all of this and like yeah so like in a way for me to say like oh yeah it's it, it's it's much better or I like it I enjoy it much more in the end like is it a really is it a really a, while making new dishes is a good thing I get that like and having more food choices. Is uniformly making something that may have like nutritional value relatively unnutritious. It a good is that a good well, thing? Like, wouldn't it be better? But I think if it's. You didn't I do think that? it's. I do think it's legitimate cuisine. Like for French cooking, is super rich. It's everything is soaked in butter in French cuisine, but it's not like American cuisine. And when you say Americanized, I, I tend to think of like when you think of Southern cooking, it's like some deep fried. Like that southern, you know, southern cooking is like it's rich, it's deep fried, it's fat, and it's like it's delicious. It's it's a style of cuisine. Yes, it's not aiming to be healthy, but cuisine is not. That's not necessarily its aim. It's to, it's to tantalize your palate, you know. And, <laughs> and there's lots of ways to do that, you know. Some are with heat, some are with you know richness and fats and and textures and whatever. Um, I mean, I think. I, I mean, I stand by what I was saying before. Let's let Bo get in here because I think he's... Well, the one thing I've been wanting to say this whole time since the Chinese food part was I have a little addendum to my anxiety attack story, which was I had ordered Chinese food, the Americanized Chinese food for delivery, 
And I went to sit down and relax and had my attack called 911. The ambulance came into the ambulance. And then, you know, it was probably 30 minutes in the ambulance and my phone in my pocket buzzed. And I was like, oh, shit, there's a Chinese food delivery guy. Probably been hanging outside my apartment <laughs> the past 20 minutes waiting for my, like, cheap ass. I bought, like, a cheap, disgusting general town chicken and rice. And then, and, and and then, then that like, made Bo anxious in the other second attack. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> no, no. And then they were like, oh. Or no, and then what? he eats it and he's like, 911, it's a real heart attack. <laughs> No, no, but the they were, you know. Uh, by the way, they were real attractive ladies too. Super embarrassed, had to, you know. Anyways, Sable with the paramedics. She was, she was an attractive woman. I'm not sure if she was with anybody or not. I didn't. It was the, a, the paramedics. It was a yeah, too sure tender moment for me, but I was just kind of like, you know, Sable was real nice. <laughs> and Jill, they were great. They were amazing, actually. You, you I, I don't want to make light of it. Maybe are you free hey, to like? Hey, are you guys single? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, um. <laughs> Anyways, you no, should go um, to uh, see your doctor. No, no, the um, uh, so, so they, did you they enjoy said, the what, Chinese they said, food? They said, "What did you order?" Oh, um, you know, uh, Chinese food. And they're like, "Oh, what did you get?" And blah blah blah. And I'm like, "He's probably here." They're like, "We'll have him deliver it to the ambulance. You can still eat your Chinese food." So, you know, I called him. I said, are you still waiting outside my apartment? And he's like, yeah, Chinese food. I'm like, there's an ambulance around the corner. I'm in the ambulance. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then he, so then you hear a knock on the ambulance door after a few minutes and it opens up and Sable was like, oh, Chinese food. He's like, yeah, Chinese food. And hangs my, my bag of guilt, into the, my bag of shame and guilt into the, into the ambulance. And she takes and gives it to me. He's like, here's your Chinese food. And I was like. Oh. I think it, I think it would have been more funny had you had a real heart attack in this particular instance because uh-huh. then you you'd just be recovering in the back of the ambulance and, and and the paramedic would say something to you like like is there any lifestyle choices you think you've made that have led you to this point and and Mo's like I can't think of anything and, and the guy says Chinese food for Bo is that you no like, uh, anyways like, so oh, I, I just I, I had to get that story out because that made the experience like <laughs> funny memory to me in a way so it's like okay did you then immediately start eating the chinese food in the ambulance no then i called my mom and that's when you asked if they were single you're like oh, I, I, ladies, no, free after no, your shit. no i'm not that i took my food in then i called my mom and talked to her for 20 minutes and then had a, like a five minute cry by myself and then <laughs> ate my chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be released but, and then uh, yeah. it was um it was uh it was good the chinese food was good it's uh it was good. Right, but- Anyways, do, what do I like it? I feel guilty eating it. Again, we've covered my anxiety here. Is I think I feel a lot of guilt about doing a lot of things, and one of the things I feel guilt about is like most most Americanized ethnic food is does come from either fast food or from that shitty restaurant culture we have here, right? Like taco, like Taco Bell, and and the Chinese food restaurant. Chinese food is a weird beast because. It's fast food, but it's served in a quasi-nice restaurant most of the time. So it's like, it doesn't look, doesn't feel like fast food, but it's, it's not good for you. It is not good for you. No, but the good for you thing, that's almost not really the topic. I guess it's almost no, like there's I, American... I know, but what, the point is I feel guilt eating it. Like, one of my things um, that I really love to eat is, uh, um, what's that place called? I just went to it yeah, last night at the Rito Center. You get um, pad thai and, and, and noodle bowls from them. They're everywhere. Yeah, um, Thai Express. Thai Express. Love Thai you should, Express. Dude, those pad thais are 
really bad for you. I know. They're worse than I haven't had one in a couple of years, and I had I had a pad chew yesterday. Delicious. Yeah. But you know, it's like noodles drowned in sugar. Like I can taste the sweetness, and there's not supposed to be sweetness taste. And it's, this thing. it's different. Like I haven't done that much traveling, but I have traveled in Thailand, and Thai is one of those cuisines that's very much like you know, yeah. and it is different. But it's like in some ways, I'm like I don't remember even how it was different. Like, like I know that when I eat it here, pad Thai, for instance, I'm like, yeah, it's different than when I ate over there. But in some, in some ways, I'm like I can tell you which ones. Like I enjoyed them both, yeah. uh, and 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 they're in the, the same flavor types are present. Um, it might be there's more richness here, but I'm not. Anyways, it was like it was different. You couldn't quite put your finger on it. I don't think you can ignore the nutritional value if it, when discussing something and determining if it's good, bad, or bullshit. If we drew soft drinks on this show or whatever, which I drink a lot of, um, and you know, I, I would. I would have to talk, look at like how it they lead to um, you know epidemics of obesity and how you know like there's a there's a lot of stuff that has to be taken in and for me it's like when I, when you see that I'm not saying that it would be a one for one replacement like if the Americanized version of pizza didn't exist would we have the healthier Italian version in its place likely not it wouldn't be as popular part of the the uh, popularity of it the reason the ninja turtles and everybody else love it so much is because of um the the americanized version of it so it's not a one-for-one replacement but it makes me think about all the all these foods and how much i I enjoy that version of them but if if we could like wipe them off uh, off the earth yes it's it's less you know there's less flavorful foods in a certain way but they're all if they're all uniformly bad for us then is that like I mean we got to take a look at at some of that right like it's it's because all Americanized is there an example of Americanized cuisine where they took something and made it more healthy for you I can't think of one probably not more healthy but I'd say I'd say sushi is still probably fairly healthy for you but isn't it the same like, like, well, no, I, I don't know. I think it is different. There's things like spicy mayo. I mean, I haven't been to Japan, so I couldn't tell you exactly. But I do think this, that the sushi we eat here is probably different than what you'd eat in, in Japan. But yeah, I don't, it doesn't strike me as, as, as unhealthy. Although, like, so, so I mean, like, I'm pretty sure the, play, the sushi place underneath me, Sushi Umi, um, I believe it's owned by a Japanese dude. I, I mean, I'm... Not entirely sure, but it's like. But a lot of I the Chinese his food deal is place. that it's authentic sushi. And I've ordered there from before, and it's right. really good. But the stuff we've I've got at the grocery store, it tastes bad. But it's hard to tell why or how far off it is, other than the use of preservatives. Maybe that you know, like just junk, I mean, junk ingredients. I guess in yeah. But I would just say for the uh, for the ethnicity of the owner, I don't know that it really matters in the sense that um, that. Uh, like again, most Chinese food places are owned by Chinese families, but then they serve America. They've 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 altered the, the type point. of food has been altered yeah. to suit the clientele. So it's Great not point. that they're yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, that has little to do with it. Except I think in the sushi case, no, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. Well, I think it's probably <laughs> yes, they have to go to Japan. To I don't know what you're going to say, masters. but I'm just going to move past it. Okay, I'd like to it's probably is closer to to what is over there than say Chinese food is. Uh, so, <laughs> Sorry for the racism. <laughs> what? You didn't even say anything racist. Yeah, I didn't, no, I didn't I, uh, Mike was still talking. Family. I said, "Well, no, because if they're Japanese, they probably went to Japan to to train with sushi masters." 
Yeah, that's kind of. Because I think wow. I think there is a thing. I think I, there was a stuff you should know about sushi. I'm pretty sure on I'm the not sliding that far scale off. of Bo's comments, that's on the low end. Okay. Um, so uh, I I I would say though what Mike says about you know the ethnicity of the owner is interesting to me because it's it's. Um, it's a, sort of a weird type of double standard that we have. Like, okay, so one of the one of the Chinese places that I most like in, in is this place in Ottawa that you guys both know called the Golden Palace. It is extremely, um, you know, Americanized style Chinese food, but it's entirely run by you know um, Chinese people. And if it wasn't, you know, if it was all uh, white people, for instance, that ran the restaurant, and mm-hmm. it, I think that that I would have a bias against it or I would, you know, I would come in and be like, what? There's no like when you go to when you go to uh, an ethnic restaurant, be it, um, you know, uh, Thai or or um, even a Thai Express, which is a chain and it's not Thai people there or or, uh, you sort of are like, oh, well, you know, this isn't really you know, authentic. This is a thought that people have, even though the version of the food that you're having is totally not, you're not even coming for authenticity, you know, but you want, you want it to be served. People seem to want it to be served by people of the ethnicity that the food comes from. Like go, you go to an Italian restaurant, even if it's, or a pizzeria, you want it. Oh, you want, you want them to be Italian Americans or something like that. Um, as opposed to like, just, you know, Joe Joe Smith or whatever, but yet you want the Americanized version of the cuisine. Seems like a weird kind also, of thing we got going on. But I also think that you know probably a lot of this whole thing is the fact that America, and when we say that, we're also including Canada, the kind of North because it's the same here, of course. But it's like these are the melting pot places. It's like it's like a lot of the a lot of the people who live in these two countries have come here from all over the world and brought their cuisines with them and then mel i come back to that point i have where it's like it's like a it's a melange things just evolve so they you know americanize something is just because it's a fusion of different cultures because there has been so much immigration uh over the years and i think it's it's enriched the food that we have here and yes it's maybe different than the than the i was just getting a shawarma and i don't know the other day and the guy there was talking about like oh back home they make a sauce with tahini and and uh, what do you call it? tabbouleh uh-huh. and it's like they don't make it here but in like Syria and stuff like that that's where they make it I was like oh that probably that sounds good but they don't do it here it doesn't matter like, it's still good food and I'm like does it matter to me if it's authentic from the place or that it's good it's still different and I wouldn't like would we be eating American Chinese food if Chinese the Chinese haven't hadn't immigrated here would we be eating you know American pizzas if if Italians hadn't come here and meshed their food with us and I'd say that these foods are still good and maybe they're unhealthy sometimes, but often eating out is an indulgence to begin with. You know, if you're eating pizza every day or General Tao's chicken every day, it's like you have bigger problems about de- balanced diet than just yeah, being like Bo. Um, By the way, you guys did, did you guys experience the reverse? When you, I remember a story. Didn't you guys tell a story about Mexico? And yeah, how shitty I, the burgers were there. Well, you get one well, no. fry on a on a. I've had some terrible burgers in developing countries where you're like, I feel like something American style. And you're like, what is this? Well, we had, so when, I this is going back burger. to like, 
1999 but mike and i at that time were backpacking through mexico and we had all sorts of great really cheap mexican cuisine like it was crazy uh, crazy good and ridiculously cheap and every once in a while though like you're having you know mexican cuisine day in day out we would be like okay well you know we would really like some pizza or something like that and um and then we would order a pizza and i remember like one was I think it was billed as having like uh, Italian sausages and this sort of stuff. And what it was was cut up hot dogs. Like, I mean, and, and those hot dogs that you would get from like baseball games, you know, the really cheap La Fleur hot dogs. Oh. Like, it was just like, just, just like stuff. And it was like cheddar cheese, not mozzarella. And it was just like, you're, you're eating this and you're like, this is something a child would make at home, you know, when his mom's not there and be like, oh, uh, what do I got in the fridge? Um, I like hot dogs, uh, but then we got we got down to to Cancun, which is a ma- massive tourist um, destination, still is, and uh, they had a bunch of American fast food chains there, including KFC, Domino's, and all that. And I remember, I remember we, eating the pizza at the Domino's and being like, "Damn, that's good." Yeah, we were so <laughs> excited for Domino's pizza, and it was way more money than we would normally pay for food because we were so spoiled by the cheap, you know, Mexican prices for the. And, and technically, like you know, you'd come here and in. in canada you'd go to a fancy mexican restaurant to get the type of cuisine we were you know indulged with but just having a different taste and this is to mike's point like all the having more variety and taste and and like the benefits of that was was really great so having that american style pizza in mexico like it was it was like a luxury it's funny that i forgot about the food mexico but i remember also when i came when we came back from the trip i remember saying to people like oh yeah tacos you order taco in Mexico, at least at that time, this is like 17 years ago now. God, we're getting old. But um, uh, but I remember being like, yeah, you order taco. And it's just like, this is not what I thought a taco was because the tacos we have here are just different. Like open – all kinds of – but like really good. And I'd be like, oh, man, there's some good food down there. But the tacos you have here or the, and that I still eat on occasion, I'm like, they're also good. I'm like, so what? You know, it's different. It, 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 it's just evolved. And it's in some ways – it's like you can enjoy that food here. I mean, it's worth being keeping in mind that you're like, okay, this isn't necessarily authentic food, but it's like it's inspired by that. I mean, we live in, you know, Canada or America. That's where we live. So the food here is all going to be American or Canadian food cuz that's where it is. It's like inspired by. And that's also like the kind of joy of traveling, right? That you go and you you eat the food somewhere else, and you're like, oh, this is different. And either you're like, I don't like this, or I do like it a lot. And it's part of the unique thing about traveling. But do you think there's a shame, though? Like, you know, like restaurants will will heavily advertise the authenticity of their cuisine when authentic, sometimes even when not. But, like, it feels like they will really – they won't say anything or they won't – nobody will go out there and be like, we have the most, like – you know, it's becoming maybe a little more prevalent. People will be like, we have a, you know, can it come get your ca- Canadian style pizza or whatever? But like, it's, it, it feels like there's an embarrassment in it. Like, there's a chase towards authenticity. And when you don't have it, you kind of are embarrassed about it almost but as a restaurant think, and as a patron. I think you're, you're probably right to some extent. But I think a lot of that is largely marketing. Like, probably some, I think the restaurant industry is like, a, diff, a hard, tough industry to be in, and I think that if you can, some way you can set yourself apart is worth doing. So if like if you're going to open a Mexican 
restaurant or whatever and it's authentic Mexican, well, maybe that sets you apart from the Taco Bell and someone's like, oh, maybe I'll try that. And it might give you just the edge you need to stay in business. Again, it doesn't mean I've never eaten that Taco Bell and I probably can go to my grave without ever trying it. But uh, it doesn't mean it's bad, right? Again, it comes back to this whole thing like I think food is one of these things where the product speaks for itself. Like if you eat it and you like it and you're like, this is good, it's good. And and if it's not good, then it's not good. And I think it doesn't matter. In some ways, it doesn't matter. And and as food evolves and chefs try new things and and meld things from different cultures, then you know it's it enriches everything. So I think like Americanized versions of ethnic food, even if some of them are bad. Uh, it's still just like it's just a new expression of food like they, if people don't like it and don't want to eat it it will go it will go out of style and you won't have it anymore and it might be replaced with a more authentic version but it might still add to it and give someone else a new idea of like oh yeah this needs a bit more of this or that or whatever and then a new food kind of emerges hmm. I mean I, I really admire that that say, you know like if it's good it's good if it's, I just come back to stuff like the you know the Pepsi example or the or Coke or the the um, junk food or whatever and like there's a lot of things that are really good and if we drew them as a topic on this show if I was just like no it's it's really good and you know there's a lot of things you can do with it and and you can you know whatever like there's obviously good things I could pull out of it, but ignoring the new general nutritional, uh, you know, benefits or lack thereof of them, it feels like, feels like it's unfair. Cause most, um, like I, I take maybe the sushi point, except it seems more like it's the same thing, but almost across the board everywhere else is like, they're for making the food less healthy to make it more flavorful. Yes. Surprise adding fats and sugars and whatever, and all that sort of stuff. It's going to make stuff, Tastes good, you know. Like, you know, uh, it's funny because there there are healthy options that are wholly American things. I mean, I I don't I can't think of chains necessarily because that's not the shtick of chain food. I don't think. Right. Uh, but people people are cooking with like things like quinoa, which is a South American, you know, um, grain. I don't know if it's actually. I think it's a legume or something. But you know, and and kale and all this kind of stuff. You can, and, and it can be put together in a very flavorful way. But it's not necessarily considered ethnic because it maybe is just health food that exists in you know North America. Uh, so it doesn't, you know, it might not have its roots. Like, and I know what you mean in that a lot of the 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 popularized stuff is inherently unhealthy. And maybe that's just because of the tastes of Americans and Canadians or that of like. We like to get fat, and we like our fat. And, mm. and I still, again, come back to like eating out. To me, is something that's a is an indulgence. You know, don't I, you know? Do it once a month or something, and enjoy it. And yes, it's it's a splurge. You know, all things in moderation, including moderation. So, I mean, I appreciate that you've been driving home this health <laughs> point, but I really don't think that it's the that it's the especially coming from you. I'm like, it doesn't even make sense. A radioactive <laughs> level you know, of pretension. You know, right there. Be like, I need to eat healthy. If only, if only pizza was more like. No, I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, I definitely we're arguing the opposite roles that we should be here. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that like for me, it's really difficult to, uh, to wrap my head around that that one part because yeah, it's from personal point of view. I showed my cards right off. I love this food. Like I'm like, and I love it. Part and parcel because it's really bad for me, and uh, and so like, but it, 
I would love in terms of giving my verdict to just ignore that part and just be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Doesn't matter. I like it. So who cares? And I just got to exert some self-control. But then I just I just start thinking about other topics that we could draw on this show. And like, would my argument stand like I, like and I, the reason I use the soft drink example is because I'm such a soft drink lover. And I, I've thought to myself, wow, what if that topic ever came up on this show. Like I've got my personal belief, just like when cigarettes come up for Bo. I mean, it's like or smoking, you know, he smokes. So he takes enjoyment out of it. But like to say that it's a good thing when it causes so many bad things, you know, like uh, uh, there's probably tons and tons of um, – health and in heart like ep- obesity epidemics related to to some of these foods and uh and, and healthcare issues and all that now yes it's because individuals aren't aren't practicing restraint uh but it doesn't mean that these foods are good to begin with and i mean it's tough it's tough for me i just am playing devil's advocate a little bit yeah, with well, no, no, i think you're i think you're right hang on i need to get in here i think there, there's some truth to this because most of the time when you're eating these Americanized international cuisine foods, it's a special occasion that you're doing it on. Like going out to a restaurant to get Chinese food. It's like the Chinese have their off days too. They don't feel like making anything too special. And they make whatever. You know what? We had a, a dish that my dad liked to make on a day where no one felt like cooking called slop. It tasted like slop and I freaking hated it. But you know what? It had vegetables in it. There wasn't anything bad about what was in there. Like, there, you know. It'd have a bit of beef. It'd have a bit of uh, potatoes and carrots and peas. Like, arguably, slop, pretty good for you. It's got good stuff. It's Michael Hodgins approved. So it's not like you're going to have a Greek, and they're like, let's get the Greek Greek equivalent of slop called, uh, I don't know, what's a Apollos, ap- ap- let's say? Sure. <laughs> I don't say know. Slopopolis. Slopopolis. <laughs> You're killing me today, Mike. I can't. I can't laugh. Don't make me laugh. So, Slopopolis. Um, that's not what we go out for. We go out for the special foods. The big thing that you know about anyone. Ask anyone about Hungarian cuisine. They know my favorite, and I'm because I'm part Hungarian. It's paprikash. That's Hungarian goulash. <coughs> Sorry, I don't have a cough switch on this. It is filled to the brim with sour cream. Have you ever read the ingredients on sour cream? It's like, you shouldn't be eating a lot cream. of that. <laughs> it's, no, but I mean, like, it's full of fat. Like, a it's little not bit good of sour. Food. So you can go out, <laughs> yeah. and, you can go out and, and have it. But the point is, you can't be eating it every day. And, and like we were saying with the restaurant culture that we do have, the eating out culture, we're eating, like, the, the, the gourmet foods. And you're right. Hey, it's not, the gourmet foods are not necessarily, they have to be healthy. But it's just that's our impression of it that's how we eat it and that's how we adopt it to have like home pizzas you can buy a frozen pizza now to have on an off night and why would you do that you know it's not good for you so that's just what i I wanted to say is that we're not we're not eating their slepopolis but But wait no just what just one thing and then you can you can address this mike because it's like we're talking about eating out in special occasions and stuff i would i would argue that that um that American style foods like that, and I'm I'm talking about you know take uh, 
delivery pizza, t- takeout Chinese food, like Bo was getting delivered the other day, you know, shawarma, all these things. They're the foods that we don't, we get, we overindulge because we can get them delivered to our door or get them eat. When we go and sit down in a restaurant, for the most part, we're going to sit down in the authentic restaurant. Those are the restaurants that we're going out to. It, it, like all all this Americanized stuff is what we're getting delivered to our door and probably overindulging on. I don't know. When I I mean, yeah, sometimes like I I like a, I like a good Thai restaurant now and then, but oftentimes I like just pub fare, which I guess you'd call American food, uh, just as well when you're going out. But my my last point uh, or before because uh, I'm all just about ready for verdicts. I was at the start, as you know, uh, <laughs> but so like okay, Italian food. What it, like. Maybe it's a bit of a quiz. What do you guys think? Of, what when you think of Italian food, you know, a couple things that come to mind. What do you think? Uh, uh, pasta <clears throat> and pizza. I think. Okay, I, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm trying well, in terms of ingredients like oh, uh, tomatoes, oh, uh, noodles, and right. cheese. Okay, so Bo like and yeah, olive and oil. I, yeah, you got to pour olive. Yeah, oil. olive oil. I think is a good one too. And, and it's like so. The one I wanted to point out there was tomato. Where's the tomato from? You guys probably know this. The ground. Uh, tomato plant. Not Italy. I'll tell you that much. It, it's not. It, it's from South America. So before Europeans ever went to South America, there was no tomatoes in Italy, uh, and and also Indian What's... cooking. A lot of Indian cooking has tomatoes in it. No tomatoes in India before uh, West. Uh, before the New World, as we like to call it, was discovered. A lot of other cuisines hmm. that I think of, if even like. Uh, you know, like like uh, I'm of Ukrainian ancestry, and but say Polish as well, like the pierogies, which is stuffed with what, like potato. Again, where's potatoes from? Not from there. They're the from ground. South America too. They're also from the ground crops, and you're correct. I- Ireland. Uh, Wait, and, did uh, you say potatoes? No, not from Ireland. They're from South America. There was no those two Wait. vegetables, potatoes and tomatoes, did not grow in Eurasia. They grew in the Americas, and they were brought over. Post Christopher Columbus, so I guess my point being that like, okay, Italians Those facts have, better check out. You go ahead. I, uh, Are you, wait, did you say <laughs> Italians didn't have potatoes before Christopher Columbus? No, or it was grains. The Europeans had lots of meat. Uh, uh, I read his book about this called huh. "What Is America." Super interesting book. Uh, but basically, it was like Europeans had had uh, meat wealth, uh, and and the Americas had vegetable wealth. Corn as well. I mean, we know corn is an, only existed in the Americas. I don't know if you see that as much in European dishes. But the potato, the potato had yields so high, which is what helped drive the Industrial Revolution when it was brought to Europe, because yields of barley and wheat and traditional grains in Europe were like low-yield, high-labor high farming. So when these things came over, people were like, great, look at all this new food. Anyways, so the point being that so you Italians, they get the tomatoes, they weren't like, oh, we're all eating Peruvian food now. They were like tomatoes, and then they developed a new cuisine out of it, right? And same with a lot of Indian cooking as established stuff. Or even you think of a spice like like nutmeg, which is in all kinds of stuff. It's from like some tiny island in like the middle of the Pacific. Food spreads. This is back to my original point. So it'd be like, yes, okay, in Italian cuisine developed. They took the tomato, which was not from there, and then they made a new cuisine out of it. And I'd be like, okay, American and you say, okay, it's good, or if you don't like it, it's bad. Doesn't matter. It's a, it's a type of cuisine. Comes to the comes to America. America's like, let's quadruple the cheese, deep fry it, and just put more grease on it. 
and more dough. And it'd be like, now you have American. It's it's again a new cuisine. If you like it, it's so, good. So if you you're saying the whole concept of it's anything not. Being... It's not just the like it though. It's like you're like you know. Well, no, you're I saying mean the it's concept, new. It's it's a new the thing. Like, of it being like to ethnic. be like what's authentic. To be like is 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 authentic Italian tomatoes. Like well, tomatoes aren't from Italy. What's authentic? Italian. I mean, it may be like olive oil based stuff, and it's just like so much food is broader than we think it is, and we establish it like a monolith. Like, be like Italian food is like this. It's like, well, no, Italian food of the past couple hundred years is like this, but Italy's been around for a lot longer than that. And this stuff changes; it's in flux. And again, that was my original point, which is why I was like, I knew where I landed on this right at the start. Okay, well, that, you're kind of blowing my mind because I didn't know that bit about the potatoes and tomatoes. Nobody I knows it. When you. I learned that, it blew my mind too. Oh, wait, wait, like, nobody knows? Are you the only one that knows this? No, not that nobody knows it, but like, <laughs> Are I, you making I've this told up? random people that about like tomatoes and potatoes, <laughs> yeah. and people being like, what? And, and it's just like, yeah, no, it was in South I, America. I, I, I believe it because I haven't looked at it, and I trust Read the your... book, What is America? And mm. it will blow your mind in a lot of ways. Mm. It's a, Interesting. Ronald Wright. All right, well, I'm, I'm getting Mike, ready for verdict. Mike's oh, look, a... what does that have to do with video games? Mike's a, a clever clogs. Yesterday. <laughs> I bought a book yesterday. Uh, Mike's a clever clogs, and he's unfortunately correct about those two things, which I just fact-checked. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> However, unfortunate. I like how it's unfortunate. His <laughs> giant rant there that he just gave, which was which was good, only yeah, addressed no. the authentic concerns and did, definitely did not touch on anything related to the nutritional concerns about Americanized cuisine, which is my which is my main my like my main misgiving about about them is that's the issue because definitely from the the hop I agree with Mike I I definitely don't fall for the marketing of the the authentic as opposed to um you know and, and i would just say this crowd because it's like okay you're you're about to go out to an americanized meal and you have your choice between americanized pizza okay which is like a heavy dough pizza with a lot of cheese on it a thick yeah, tomato sauce yeah. Talk dirty okay, to just hear me. Thick tomato <laughs> sauce, yeah. and then I, you're like, you got your green peppers, you got your mushrooms. Yum, sounds good. There's sounds basil good. in the tomato sauce too. Mm. Look at okay, so and you're like, oh, this is not healthy for me. But then say you want to go to some other kind of American option, like say I don't know, like Popeyes or something, where it's like, okay, it's like deep fried chicken, like with cheese topping oozed on top of it or whatever. Be like, is that maybe the pizza is still healthier than? Like you're saying, Americanized ethnic cuisine. Well, maybe that ethnic portion is bringing that deep fried, pure fat American cuisine slightly off the heart attack train and adding a couple of vegetables in there to keep to keep your ticker going for a couple more years. Because like, what's the alternative? You'd be like, I'm just gonna have a triple decker hamburger. <laughs> like, I was gonna eat a pizza. It's got tomatoes on it. But you know what? I have a, a pound a pound thick patty with bacon and cheese on it. That's American style. I don't need that ethnic. That's probably worse for you than the pizza is. So it's like you should just be thankful that there's a tomato in there. I really want a pizza right now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, verdicts got speaking there. of all this business, we have to get the verdicts. Um, it's it's time. It's time. We've had a good talk about this, but it's time just to bring in the animals. I'm looking for them. There's some there. Here you go. <laughs> I said, Order in the court. Or 
order in the court. I'm gonna. It's verdict I'm gonna time. Start. All right, Mike wants to. Knew, okay, go yeah. ahead. He's got his pants are on fire. He needs to. He needs to let They're on the fire. fire. Um, and uh, wait, isn't that the whole "if you're a liar" thing? I wasn't no, no. lying about the. Demand. Sorry, your your hair's on fire. Feet to the floor, hair on fire. No, I got to answer my pants. Let's go with that. Okay. Uh, so they're I'm looking for say, food too. Americanized ethnic ethnic cuisine is good. Oh. uh... There's nothing wrong to me with someone who lives in America or Canada being like, hey, I traveled in some country and they had some food there. And you know what would make it better? A lot more cheese and a lot more fat. And then you might eat it and be like, damn, that's good. And and to me, that's it's just it's expanding the the tapestry of food, which is like extensive. And I think probably getting better all the time. I used to be a picky eater when I was a kid. I'm not anymore. I like lots of foods, all kinds of different things. And I enjoy a lot of the rich, fatty foods. I like a good greasy pizza, and I like a thin crust pizza with like sparse, you know, olive oil. And I'll eat that too, and I'll be like, yum! I'll enjoy them both. And I think that there's a place for all that kind of stuff. And people who poo-poo that the Americanized version of things, I think, are being exactly what it seems like snobs. And to be like, if you don't like that food, don't eat it. Uh, but. I just think it is expanding, and food is a malleable culture. It borrows from other cultures. It borrows from other traditions. It borrows from other ingredients, and that's how we get new food, and that's great. It's all good to me. Done. Okay. All right. Nice and concise. I guess I'll go next and let Crofton have the last word. Seems like a Crofton last word episode. So um, I like everything Mike had to say. Mike even blew my mind a bit. I'm very grateful for Mike's contribution to That's two to the episodes show. in a row, Bo. Remember the <clears throat> helium? Well, I will say this. I didn't get a lot of chance to talk today. <laughs> Because uh, you guys were going off, it was it was a battle of the wills between the two of you. Uh, but I will say this about food is that I find we're very the the scope of what is considered like international American cuisine or is it Americanized international cuisine is kind of narrow. Like like Middle Eastern food, my lexicon is shawarma. You know, it's tacos and burritos with Mexican food. It's it's. I don't know, chicken on a stick when it comes to Greek food. I'm like, what else do they have to eat? I know there's other things, but they don't, you know, it's only certain types of very easy to produce manufactured food that tends to be in the the zeitgeist of popular culture here in the Americas. And because fast food is popular, there is a connection, I think, between that and ethnic food, like eating is tourism, if you will. So I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, we can do better, and I don't like the situation as it is now. And I'm going to say Americanized international cuisine. The current state of it is bullshit. The rare bullshit from B.S. Schwartz. That's right. Yeah. I think we could be doing better. <laughs> I want to have some salopolos and uh, whatever they call it in Japan. Yeah, but when you eat that, you're going to be like, I don't like this. Get me some general time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my turn. Um, now, I was, this is one of those episodes where I was, I was playing devil advocate, almost arguing against myself, played by Mike Hodgins, which is very odd. But uh, but the thing is, is that I love this type of food for the most part. The Americanized version is on, to the point where like Mike is like, oh, I like this, but I also like the authentic version. I'm like, generally, 
I would like an authentic pizza. It's pretty good, but the Americanized version way better. And and I find that with a lot of versions of foods, and it's because of, as Mike said, the addition of cheese and fats and blah 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 blah. Like generally, we're making them less healthy, but they they taste really good because they're really bad for you, right? So as I full disclosure was, was that I was dealing with that was the idea that these foods are, are generally causing a lot of health problems, um, uh, especially across the United States. And my, and, and Mike's, uh, definitely had a compelling rationale to say like, you know, there's other foods that like be it fried chicken or McDonald's or whatever that are going to cause health problems if these ones don't. So, I mean, why you know why not it just adds to the palette of 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 cuisine and and you know what i i subscribe to that to a certain extent i'm not going to be cutting out all those foods tomorrow and i recognize that moderation is key and that sort of thing if i had the option of removing these foods from the face of the earth would i do it absolutely not they're some of my favorite foods so for for all those reasons and for my own my my own conscience i will ignore any sort of ill health implications and just say that Americanized style ethnic cuisine is good. Wow, I'm the odd This man podcast out. has made me very hungry for a lot of different things. I had lasagna today, so I'm not hungry. I have half of it left over for I feel, tomorrow. I went lasagna, to the diner. I, I got it lasagna. from uh, the Parma plant. What is it called? Um, Parma ravioli. Parma ravioli. Those are so good. They're authentic. I, I, I went to I went to the diner tonight to eat out, uh, and uh, so Mike's saying, "Hey, eat out every once in a while." I'm like, "Uh-huh, like tonight." Um, and, but also, also, it's like I got really like just you know, I was like a a wrap or whatever with fries and this, and now I feel like I wasted it because I desperately would have rather to have one some of these deep fried General Tao's or shawarmas or (laughs) so much good food out there and a lot of it brought to us by other places and then made great in america donald trump i feel would like this like have you tried american pizza tremendous italian pizza is a disaster eat it with a Um, knife and fork well listeners if if you think we're out to lunch on this topic oh eh? i see Eh? what you did there wow (laughs) (laughs) oh That's bad. Or if you want to comment on how bad that pun was, we'd love to hear from you. Um, go to our website, goodbadbull.com, and from there you can find all the ways to reach us, including email, goodbadbull at gmail.com. Send us an email there, and we could, uh, we'll read it on the show if we ever get one. Uh, send us a tweet, at, uh, at goodbadbull. Or you can like us on Facebook and engage with us there. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do so. You can find us at Google Play, iTunes, uh, any place you catch your podcasts, and uh, we also, if you like, if you are a listener of the show and you want to support us, we have a Patreon account. I think it's Patreon.com/slash/GoodBadBull, um, and we have a few supporters out there. We really appreciate it. it keeps the uh, random topic generator fueled and spitting out topics. Uh, so thank you very much for all your support out there. And if uh, you want to follow uh, us, uh, you know, as individuals, Bo, where can our listeners hear what you got going yep. on find me at bo schwartz on twitter you want to listen to the other show i do it is at heroesforyou.com core heroes of the storm show also keep your eye locked on exmpodcast.com that's for croft and i do the little exclamation mark podcast we haven't done one it's on hiatus but 
we're thinking of doing a little episode because it's been a little while. So if you enjoyed that, there will be another one soon, TM. It's like a reunion tour. Crofton, what do you have to say? And where can people just find you? They can find me at Crofton Steers on Twitter, uh, shooting out the tweets, consulting for my uh, what great fattening gut busting food i will have next um and yeah i'll i'll be on the uh e one day only exm reunion uh, tour with bo maybe we can have him live tweet out his next anxiety attack that'd no. be fun <laughs> how's this happening too busy being anxious to actually make i'll be i'll be looking forward to the type of food being delivered during the anxiety attack <laughs> next time it'll be like greasy pizza bring it to the ambulance round back <laughs> It was so embarrassed, dude. I was that's so embarrassed. Awesome. I didn't hear that, and that's, I think, the most awesome part of that whole story. And, Bo, I'll say it. I'm glad you had the anxiety attack just because that's so Fuck crazy. you! <laughs> Man, go fuck yourself. Okay, well, just think of it like this. You now know more about the experience of living. You've had this thing now. You know, you didn't it's know true. about it before. No, it's you know true. About it. I'm glad to have had – you're right. I'm glad to have had the experience because – I wouldn't before that day. Even I've had my I've gone to the emergency room twice and nothing wrong with me. But before I felt that, I would not have believed it's a real thing that can really happen to people. So the more yes. you know, I mean, it's I, I don't want to have you just have a, to believe. Like, like I can imagine heart attacks are bad. There's nothing about a heart attack that I need to experience it to realize it's bad. But an anxiety attack, people minimize that a lot. People, people, and it's not to minimize anyone else's pain. If you feel lots of anxiety in your own way, that's your way to do it. But holy shit, holy shit! No, it's just uh, the in the past couple of years, like, and I know Bell has their Bell Let's Talk Day for mental health, but like discussions around mental health and anxiety and all that are becoming uh, normalized a little, a little bit more. Because you're right, Bo. It's one of those situations in the past where you'd be like, oh, I fe- I'm feeling anxious or i think i'm having an anxiety attack and people would be punchy in the shoulder and be like just toughen up there princess you know yeah, uh, and yeah. it's not it's not how it works you no, know not at all anyways enough about that i love fast food and um i want to i have a question actually where did ice cream come from because i love that food is that an american like thing ice cream is that dairy is that quebecer thing like where does that come from I know I dairy's been around up. forever, but ice cream. The Italians like ice cream too. I bet they'll take credit for it. I, I will <laughs> say that with the uh, with the kids at day camp, we would often do like a homemade ice cream type activity when I was a camp counselor. Wait, uh, you made it? Well, <laughs> technically, there was a guy who came in and the kids. Oh, what? You didn't actually make to get it. That right? Now that I think about it, I don't think I I made any of it. But uh, but I was there when it was being made. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. 
Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.